Miss Whip and Waifu Wednesday. Welcome everybody back to the Weaver Waifu Podcast. My name is Tongi, joined by my lovely wife, Misha. What's up, guys? I wanted to try saying something different than hey guys. I always say hey guys. But this anyways, time you said sup guys. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I've been hearing a lot of people reopening places, at least in our area, like businesses or even restaurants. And before I get into what I wanted to talk about, I'm actually curious to see what you think about it. How do you feel about it? About what restaurants opening back up? And businesses. But we've been seeing more like restaurants, like dine-ins. How do you feel about it? I mean, sooner or later, they are going to open up because these businesses need money, especially the local businesses. They need money to survive Mm -hmm. and they have to operate. So, I mean, they can't do delivery all the time. Sooner or later, some people want to go dine in. And how do you think it should look like if they do open? What do you mean? Like, for example, like should they still? I know it's the obvious one. Still keep like six feet apart, or yeah, of course. Like, how do you six, think it should look? Six like? feet apart, or at least a divider. Well, six feet apart and a divider. Let's oh, do that. that good. <laughs> like when we went to Mitsuo Market, which was like a Japanese market in here. Remember that there was like dividers? Yes. Yeah, that would be safe. The other thing too uh, that I... Well, when we went to downtown, I think we saw it. Remember we saw kind of those... Is it called like ice... No, not ice cubes. Igloos. It looked like li- little mini igloos or houses. Remember? Yeah, it's like outdoor dining but really indoor dining it's a little hut or i guess yeah, a, a or a little house a little yeah. igloo that's powered up by either electric heater or a some fireplace indoor inside of it there are individual ones that hold like four seats yeah. and there are bigger tent ones of course that would seat more people so that's a way to get around it but outdoor dining but really indoor dining out outdoors I find the one that it's like a little house is much more safer because it's just between you guys. But I understand that there's some people who end up doing the indoor-outdoor dining, which is the closed tents. Yeah, they need more people and just to support their business. But anyways, I was just actually pretty curious to see what other... And I know that I tend to explore more Japan. I was more curious to see what other... I mean, how other countries are handling it and how it's looking looking like um in other places well for me i looked into japan so i heard in japan they're even taking it as far as like having some reporters wear masks which i mean i don't really i mean we don't really see tv that much but i saw and it was like based on a wbs uh report or reporter uh that was used as an example and I saw it was a lady reporter. She had a mask while talking about news. Have you seen that? Yeah. We, I mean, in here too. Well, like reporters. Like reporters. No, but indoor, the... indoor, not outside. Do you know what I'm saying? I think so. Really, I have not yeah. seen that. So you're they're indoors talking about news wearing mm-hmm, a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Like I, they're indoors of a restaurant or they're inside the studio? Studio. Oh, then no, I haven't. I, I, think, I have not seen it. No, they, I think they just are six feet apart. Uh, the, the ones that I've seen here in America. Or like even with sports, like when you see your sports. Right, in sports, it's usually six feet apart or there's a divider. Or between. do they get testing or something? I would think that the like the sideline reporters or the analysts mm-hmm. and stuff, they would have some type of testing going on. But of course, it's not as consist- consistent mm-hmm. as it were to be for the players, like uh, basketball, football players and such. But what would you think about it? Like imagine those sports shows that you see. How would you react if you see them wearing masks? Or what do you think about it? Well, I've seen a college basketball game where both the teams that were playing they were wearing masks well, even the, the game. players yeah the players so were they were masks. playing with masks yeah I what seen it, right, in co- a college game or was it a oh. high school game it's, it's one or the other oh that's interesting yeah but it's a bit more confusing because like mask does protect you but not fully because you're still touching the ball you know and eventually like especially with basketball it's just a decrease yeah the, uh, the spread or any other variables. Mm-hmm. But like I heard that that they were re- the reason why they're doing this is because social media is a big influence. So they were having the reporter have this mask because of that reason. But it became controversial. There's always two sides. So there were some people were saying, how is it fair with people with like disabilities? Because some, some of them uh communicate with facial expressions if you think about it and having a mask takes away part of that but they said that they were still planning on keeping the masks but finding ways to accommodate with those people with needs and then some people were saying that it's already frustrating seeing like in japan like it was frustrating already seeing everyone wear masks like people who work from home because a lot of people are working from home and they, the only main thing that they look forward to maybe might be some television, right? But they said that it was becoming very irritating because the television might be a way of escaping from reality. And when they start seeing people also wear masks, they said it was just very frustrating and they just were discouraged to see television. What do you think about it, Tommy? Why, why are they discouraged, though? I mean, I, I sort of understand where they're coming from. They said that they were discouraged because uh, in Japan, it sounds like the whole virus situation, they're taking it very, and I'll explain more in detail, more strict uh, because, well, they reinforced the whole virus situation much, like it's much more strict over there. And a lot of people have to work from home and they've been working from home, not going out much in general. And then seeing people wear masks also on TV, like, don't you sometimes want to watch TV to just, like, find a way of escape? And now seeing people wear masks, like, maybe you think it differently, but what do you think? Well, I don't care if they were, I mean, like, actually, let me rephrase. You understand. I, I would want the people on TV wearing masks to promote mm. other people to wear masks i think that's what's um i think that's what it should be mm-hmm. but 
I mean, I guess there are people that are sick of masks that don't want to keep seeing it, especially if they're at home, they're watching TV and, you know, a bunch of people wear masks too on TV. Maybe they don't like it. But for me, I, I prefer it. It's just mm-hmm. so like people can get to their head that, hey, you have to wear this when you go out. No, I agree with you too. But uh, like the argument the lady was saying, like some of them were very impacted by it. And sometimes like the stress of it, happening and then also seeing in tv maybe for some it could be like an escape and then seeing it on tv sort of makes them more stressed but um overall i do agree with that idea of because social media is a big influence like having influencers or social media in general like advertise or use more masks you know but in general i heard that they're trying to decrease cases even more in Japan and they're well based on the news I saw well I don't know they said that they were planning to start a fee where they're going to enforce like business to close down their hours and I don't know if you guys remember in our earlier podcast but like most of Japan tends to close very early except Osaka right it was Osaka yeah, Osaka, some places in Osaka close like in the morning. much later. Yeah, like late morning. But even, guess what? Like even Osaka, they were planning to reinforce cutting hours just to reinforce people to stay at home more. What exactly is cutting hours though? So for example, for Osaka, maybe they're open from 9 a.m. all the way until 4 p.m. So instead of that, they might cut it halfway. Do you know what I mean? But 4 p.m. is still pretty early to close. I mean, sorry. Yeah, but they would cut it even shorter. That's what they were saying. Just to reinforce people to stay at home more. And for people who don't, I mean, there's always... But that's already only seven hours. So what, they're just going to work three hours Yeah, probably. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Or four, yeah. And maybe... But I think they're referring to, like, maybe those people who... Because I saw that some place in Japan... They're still having some people dine in. Maybe they're referring to that, you know. Um, or the other thing too, they were gonna. Re- there's, I mean, you find different types of people anywhere, right? There were still people who weren't really following through the um, coronavirus procedures, and they were planning on like putting fees or reinforcing that just so people get take it more serious. But stay safe, guys. Take it serious. Well, yep. Uh, With that being said, uh, something interesting that I was going to bring up is I had, I'm switching over from from coronavirus, but I I posted this video on TikTok, right? It was a duet with another older Asian man. Uh, He was doing some crazy high level stuff with nunchucks, all right? He was really good. So my duet, well, I guess, well, I guess it's, it doesn't really relate to coronavirus, but I mean, we're both Asian, but I mean, that, that's not really a point. But yeah, this guy with nunchucks, he's really good. I did a duet where it's a duet on TikTok for the ones who don't know is it's a side by side video of the person that you're trying to. Uh, yes, the person you're trying to what? Oh, I don't know. You're like you're doing a bicep curl. I'm trying to I pause. I'm oh, like, yeah, it does what look you, like you're trying to do. Sorry. Because I thought you were working out. I'm looking at... I stopped because I was looking at you like, oh, yeah, are you doing like, a bicep curl? I'm like, I, I, 
I shook my head like, what are you doing? I've been primarily working from home, guys, so my elbow okay. has been hurting. Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought you were just getting in some reps right now because yeah, we're doing a podcast. And you know what? I'm just going to work out. I thought that's what you are doing. No, but I can see. I sometimes do that, so I can see why. Sometimes I randomly start working out when I'm in the desk, but on the, wait, on the desk, <laughs> on oh, the chair. Just, yeah. Yeah, but no. No, okay, not this time. I'm just stretching my arm. Okay, so... Uh, with a duet, it's basically a side-by-side -side video of you could either add on to the other person's video or you can react to it. You can add something. A side-by-side -side video, okay? And well, my duet is that I was watching... I was his opponent. And I was watching him flashing his nunchuck skills. All right, so the guy's doing crazy nunchuck skills and I'm watching him. As a duet, all right? I even dressed like him. I wore a black robe. I'm Asian. Except for a white t-shirt. Yeah, I had a white white t-shirt, but I had a black robe. I bowed in the beginning of the video, so, I mean, I would think I got bonus points for that. Toward the end of the video, I give up even trying to fight him. So, I'm like this young Asian guy versus You didn't this... even try. Well, I, yeah, I didn't try, but, like, I was just, I'm this young Asian guy that is trying to, you know... I guess, potentially challenge this older Asian guy with crazy nunchuck skills. And it's like, I went like total Spongebob meme towards the end. I'm like, I am the head out. But uh, interesting thing is that I was holding this sword in the video and people in the comments are so, you know, pretty good context clues. They were saying, OMG, this guy has the Giyu sword. So that's some really good observation. Observation, correct. But... Uh, yeah, I was just kind of surprised how many people point that out. But point of the story, point of this whole story, okay, it's not about it's not about me not having any nunchuck skills or I'm really surprised about this guy with martial arts, whatever. But point of the story, I got a DM from an older lady saying she's filming a movie that required a grand master. Uh, I won't say the movie, but they're just looking for someone that fits a role of a martial artist. And you're not. Lack of a better term. You didn't even try. Well, but... I would think, well, okay, I would think in terms of a grandmaster for martial arts, it's someone who looks older. Uh, in the duet that I did, I look more like a pupil, all right? Someone, um, it's not, it, like, like I don't know Lee? what, I, well, no. Bruce Lee and uh, what's his name? Hitman? Yeah. Well, no, not, not even close, but True. I don't know what is the lowest rank of a martial artist, like a karate. I know the black belt is the highest rank, but I don't know what's I the lowest rank. White. Whatever is the right. whatever is the lowest rank, mm -hmm. I'm lower I'm lower than that, right? So, like like I'm the guy that's trying to get into martial arts class, but I keep getting rejected. All right, that's me. Okay, now we got that uh, got that filled out. I started to realize that this person must have got it all mixed up. Uh, the person that DM'd me because she probably thought I was the guy in the nunchucks, the older guy. So I start to think. It would be funny if I just agree to meet. And when I get there... She gets disappointed. Yeah, they're all like, uh, okay, show us some martial arts. And I'm, they're just, I'm just there doing some they TikTok dances or something. They would probably be impressed. They were like, wow, you're good. You know? Because they probably don't know have any background. I don't know. No, but what I'm saying is that they thought I was the older guy. Oh. That's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Because in what world or what reason that someone that's filming some... Like martial arts movie ask me to be a martial artist unless they're doing it like a parody right okay but the person that this person was uh pitching a movie to me 
it didn't look like it was some parody movie. It looked more like they're really looking for a grandmaster. And I don't think, like, I don't think I'm old enough to be a grandmaster, or let alone even a master. master I mean, baby. I don't even what? think it's about age. Wait, is it to be what? a grandmaster? I think so. Oh, okay. At least white hair. Master Roshi? Yeah, that works too. Wait, was he a um, martial artist? Master Roshi? Oh. So is Goku. Mm -hmm. Wait, who's stronger? Obviously Goku, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, sorry. But didn't Master Roshi train Goku? Yes, but Goku trained himself. Hmm. But what, no, wait. Would you, wait, did you say Master Yoshi? Roshi. Okay, okay. I thought I heard you. I was gonna call you out. Yeah, Roshi. Mm -hmm. You're correct. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that video was uh, pretty funny. Pretty funny. Was that dude uh, like? Was it on, only for show? Because he looked like he knew what he was doing. Or is he actually an? Like, I looked at his other videos. The guy uh, with the nunchucks. He had other videos with nunchucks as well i mean is that just the skill he has or do you think he's actually trained in martial art or like some i think he is actually trained in, okay. in martial arts that's what i think but he looked great in the video though i mean definitely him and out well it's last skill to fling around nunchucks and towards the end of his video i think he threw a dart uh towards like the yeah. middle of a centerpiece mm -hmm. and it was like a bullseye. Mm -hmm. Could you have like put yourself in his video and have been the one? Well, like change his face? No. Like you be the bullseye and he hits you. Why would I want to do that? Just to show how much of a loser. I'm just kidding. A loser? <laughs> I know, just right? kidding. Because I'm not a grandmaster. <laughs> in my eye, yeah. you are. But moving forward, uh, today we will be also talking about Attack on Titan and The Promised Neverland. So I'm trying to figure out which one should we start with first? Flip a coin. I think I just want to... We'll just go with Attack on Titan. We'll, we'll do it in alphabetical order. Mm. But yeah, moving forward, uh, Attack on Titan Season 4, Episode 8, uh, titled Assassin's Bullet. So we're officially halfway in the in the season it almost seems like it's just getting started don't you get that feel well, it's because we got it's that feeling that feeling's there is because we just got started <laughs> into the fight. we just started seeing familiar faces oh that's true like the first what uh three or four episodes it was all Marlians. You didn't see any Armin. You didn't see Levi. So that's probably why once, like right now we're like, okay, okay, I'm starting to follow along. And you just realize, oh, wait, we're, we're already halfway through the season. Hopefully it doesn't end up being like Game of Thrones. Like, I think their season was pretty good. And then towards the end, it was just was rushed, you know? So hopefully it's not like that. I have this feeling that... It will be, right? Well, for me, I have this feeling that there... Many unanswered questions. From, yeah. From what I've read on articles that 
there's still way too much stuff to Call tell. Mm-hmm. Like the story is far from uh, old, far from over. That eight episodes definitely will not be able to have all that storytelling, judging based off the pace that they're going now. Because they are going a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. But if there's only eight, eight episodes left, then definitely there's there's not enough time. I hope that, yes, this is the final season, but it gets split in part one and part two. So it could be uh, like the final season part one and then yeah. the final season part mm-hmm. two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hopefully that... I don't think will they happen. will. Yeah, probably not. But... Anyways, uh, well, well, yeah, episode eight, we last left off at Reiner shifting to the armor Titan, right? And confront- annoying Gabby and Falco. Right. Not, Falco's not annoying, just Gabby. And Reiner confronts Aaron. So there's a Reiner versus Aaron fight going on. It didn't really last too long. Aaron just one hit KO'd him. Pretty surprising because I'm like, oh, I guess, he's, I guess Reiner's done already. I think the reason why... Reiner's Titan form looked like the way it did. Because do you remember uh, last week we talked about that the form looked spikier and then his face yeah. looked a little bit more humanized. It looked, oh, yeah. it looked incomplete. Right. I think the reason why his Titan form looked like that way, the way that it did it is because... recovered. Well, yeah, he didn't fully transform. Either he was too tired or he just wanted to let Aaron quickly beat him because Reiner didn't really put up a fight. He didn't really fight. Because he punched, he threw a punch, Aaron dodged it and knocked them out. All right. Their battle was over in just a few seconds. The intro music was longer than their fight. <laughs> all right. That's true. But after that, Aaron's like, all right, I'm, gonna run, I'm about to run out of energy. We should go. So Aaron and Mikasa both go, go to the ship where everyone else is at. Everyone is retreating. There was something interesting in that scene because that's where Armin and Aaron uh, meet again uh, from for the first time in season four that, that we see. But they both stared at each other for so long without saying anything that I thought my video was lagging. I think they both looked at each other like, look what we both did. Mm-hmm. But... That was just interesting. Like they both looked at each other, like, "Oh, you have the the Titan eyes," you know, like the the little scarring. I didn't get that. I didn't get that feel. For me, it was more like, "Hey, you know, I'm," like Aaron wasn't even scared to even say it. I'm pretty sure Reiner knew. Like, "Hey, you know, I'm like done," and Reiner was like, "Yeah, I know you're done. So let's just leave it like that." That's what I got. Do you know what I'm saying? You said Armin? Oh, I said Armin? No, I meant no, to say Reiner. No, you, you, you did say Reiner, but I was confused because I was talking about Armin. Oh, okay. Never mind. Wait, what about Reiner? I thought you were talking about that fight scene. Oh, no. I'm talking about when uh, Aaron and Armin look at each other. Oh, I thought you were like talking about... Like on the plane, about, on, the, on the ship. I thought you were talking about the part when Aaron and Reiner looked at each other. Oh, well, there wasn't really much of anything because Reiner, he's, he's gone because... Oh. One punch. It's literally Aaron went to went like one one punch man. Okay, then in that case, yeah, I do agree. I do see Armin. Armin and Aaron looked at each other like way too long. But I feel like Armin was saying like like Armin knew that 
like they're both guilty, but I don't feel like Aaron agrees, but in a way it's like they're in different pages. Like, oh, I had to do this, you know? But right on the ship, Levi's kicking Aaron around. It's just so funny that... That was attractive for me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It was, it was just so funny that this was Levi's way of greeting Aaron. Like, Aaron, he was saying that you're just so easy to kick around, just like always. And, I mean, really, Levi does not care about Aaron being able to turn into a Titan, obviously. I mean, why would he care? Because he would rush into battle to fight any Titan. And I started to think of it like, Levi's kind of like Captain America in Avengers Endgame. No, I disagree. When he's the last soldier to fight everyone and he's not going to back down so so you don't agree you mean you're not comparing them in terms of like personality right no i'm talking about like status all oh, the situation and, oh, yeah. okay yeah yeah never mind but and especially they're both captains captain levi captain, captain America. levi all the way but levi arrests aaron because aaron decided to go off on this separate mission this is what we are we're all learning this okay we've been well, Aaron has been uh, sending them letters about everything that's going on. So obviously, Levi and the rest of the gang have to they get no involved. Choice. They have no choice. Because, yeah, like you, you got them involved. And that's. Aaron is their, basically their only plan. And they have to make sure Aaron's there. Gotta make sure Aaron's okay because you need Aaron. Because mm -hmm. all of a sudden. He you knows lose, that too. You lose Aaron to the Marlians and you're, you're, you're screwed because. Yeah. He's got the attack time, the founding time. Like that's that's every that's everything, right? But I'm mean, not everything, but that's the main things. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of things, speaking of things, Gabby, who's very upset at what had just happened, runs towards the ship with a gun. She no scoped one of the scouts. Like I was so surprised that she killed one of them. I think his name was uh, Lobov. L O B O V. You weren't Lobov. surprised because you right, Lobov. Lobov. you got you get lots of spoilers because of your no videos. Well, well this guy wasn't an important character oh, okay. just but I mean she just loosely fired a gun and just hit somebody I'm like that's just you got some really good aiming but she then uses his gear to get onto the ship all right she gets on quickly fires her gun and the bullet strikes Sasha all right so. Sasha got hit, Sasha down. And everything happened so fast. And, uh, and it was just so sad before that scene because right before Gabby got on the ship, right? So right before that, Connie was hugging Jean and Sasha. Like, oh, uh, this, like kind of like a, this is, this is all I need right here. You guys, you know, we've been together for so long. We're going to get back. We're here safely together. We have to go back home. We have to eat. We're going to feast. Like, it's all good. We got Aaron aboard. Like, everyone's all here. We're legit. But Sasha got hit. She's totally bleeding out. Uh, she, I thought she got shot in the stomach, but she got shot in the heart. Or like some important organ. It was a heart. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But, but obviously she's bleeding out. She eventually dies. Uh, and she died talking about her favorite thing, food or specifically meat. All right. You can see that she never never really changed uh she always loved food why do you think she said meat she could and if you okay i know that i jumped ahead later on aaron asks 
um, was it Connie? Like, what was what were her last words? Yeah, me. Why that was like emphasized a lot. What do you think? What's behind it? I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with anything negative. I think it's because it's just a uh, a memory of back then when Sasha would sneak around with meat and asking people, "Hey, do you want to eat some? I, had, I stole some meat, or I have some meat with me." And she likes food. I saw a theory in TikTok saying, and I see that that if you think Sasha of food like bread, carbs, whatever. Potato. It's freedom for her, you know? So meat represented freedom in a way. So you're saying this death, in a way, she was free, purified? No, I wouldn't say that. But in the same way, at the same time, maybe she saw hope. Or mm-hmm. she, she wasn't sad in her death. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But Gabby... Because, like, she could have said, like, oh, shit, no meat. But she said meat, you know? Meat. But Gabby and Falco, right? They get beaten up. It's kind of funny. There's those scenes where they're getting punched. I was like, whoa, they're really getting beaten up. Not funny on Falco's end. Like, he doesn't... Yeah, I mean, of course... Well, the, the... The scouts didn't know who they are, so it didn't matter, didn't matter who was up there because mm-hmm. it was Falco or a bunch of other... Oh, the kids, even Reiner, they would get beat up too. But uh, Gabby was trying to shoot another person. Yeah, she she, uh, she was going to uh, shoot Jean, but Falco jumped in and pushed her. It's not that he was on their side. It's just that he knew she was like, kill as much as people as you can, but either way, she was still going to die. So I think Falco stopped her because in a way he saved her. Or Gina was going to, I think Gina was going to shoot her. Yeah. And, but oh, yeah. it was. They're both going to die. Yeah. But uh, after, of course, they're outnumbered. Of course, Gabby and Falco got beaten up. And they didn't throw them off the ship, which. Gina emphasized because they were kids. Right. But uh, instead, they were brought to Aaron, Armin, Mikasa, Levi, and Zeke. All right. So Zeke is there. We now know that Zeke has been helping the scouts. Maybe. Right, now. maybe. Yeah, currently right now. But uh, the soldier that we were wondering who it was uh, early on, it wasn't Armin. It was Yelena. All right, I tried to figure out who she... I don't she, know who she is. Yeah, I tried to figure out who she really is. So supposedly she is... The, um, how to say this? She's just a really big Zeke fan. We'll just put it that way. So she was part she's of the Marians? She was. Yes. Okay. She's just a Zeke. Well, she's a Zeke fan. All right. Mm-hmm. A Zeke fan or a Zeke stan, however you mm-hmm. want to phrase that. But during this time, I'm wondering, since when was Zeke on this plan? Like, now we know why that a couple episodes ago, Levi was... Or maybe it was last week. I think it was... Yeah, it was last week's episode. No. Levi was looking at his clock. Same with the gorilla. I mean, the beast. And... I mean, like, just... Just trying to figure out when did this all happen. When did it happen? But... 
going back to Sasha, I think they needed a... I wouldn't say she's an important character, but she's a semi-important mm-hmm. character. So I think they needed a semi-important character to die so that the viewers, such as ourselves, and more importantly, Aaron realizes that if it wasn't for this mission conducted by Aaron... Sasha would not have died and that was also referenced in that towards the end of that episode as well because Gene. yeah right right because he's saying that Aaron if this mission didn't happen Sasha would still be here right and that's true but I mean also what also could be true is that you never know what's gonna happen in these type of missions because one person everybody could survive or probably not just Sasha is there probably 10 other soldiers would have lost their lives. It was six, they said. Right. Plus Sasha. But, yeah, but more, but in terms of the viewers, like we didn't know, you know, all the six is just like, oh, just people that we don't really no, have a connection that's with. that's what they said. They lost six. No, I know, but oh. I'm saying like, uh, as a viewer, the only person that mm. us viewers have oh. a connection with would be, would be Sasha. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I sort of saw it, like, a writing on the wall, uh, I think, now it's two, epi- two episodes ago, so the episode after Aaron and Reiner uh, talk to each other, so when uh, Gabby was running around, uh, Sasha was shooting some soldiers, and she didn't shoot Gabby when Sasha was on that, on that ship. Wait, I kind of lost you. Who didn't shoot? Sasha didn't shoot Gabby. Oh, you mean before this? Okay, yeah. But at the end, Gabby shot Sasha. Yeah, so Sasha left Gabby off the, off the hook. So I felt like at that point there, she I, I, I sort of, well, yeah, that too. It, well, not to condone like, you know, um, a child being killed. Just but, in the show. but it's a show. <laughs> yeah. So, so the thing is that I sort of saw it at that moment. All right, Gabby's about to, if Sasha didn't kill Gabby, Gabby's about to kill Sasha some way. Because she saw not, her. Not, not all the Marlene's about to die. Like someone on the other side will die. Because it can't just be one sided. Mm-hmm. How do you, what do you think is uh, going on Gabby's mind when she saw Zeke on their side? Do you think she's going to sympathize with them? I was like, oh, were you forced? Or she's going to see him as a traitor? She will definitely see him as a traitor because... She seems so brainwashed with Marlins, though. Well, yeah, because like early on, Falco was the only one there that was listening to Aaron and right. Reiner's conversation because... He's like thinking back at that moment there. He's like, oh, oh, we're both we're both the same. Oh, uh, you, you know, that day when the Titan killed my mother. And then he's hearing all these things. And he's like, and he's telling Gabby, oh, it's because uh, we attacked them before. Uh, we used to, we attacked them before. And Gabby is like, oh, but did you see it though? And, and, and then, then she's Falco, referencing Fal- the history books, she was saying. Or, or yeah, or did, were you there? Did you see it? And then Falco's like, no, I didn't see it. Kind of reminds me of like, she's going based on history books, but even in our history books, you don't have the full story. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, even mm-hmm. in our, yeah, like our own history books in the United it's States, 
I mean, not even United States, like maybe other, maybe other, yeah, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or maybe even Columbus Day. Look, I mean, everyone celebrates Columbus Day, but it's, there's a lot of, uh, there's horror mm-hmm. behind that, mm-hmm. behind Christopher Columbus. But, I mean, history will make, history is what it is in terms of the person that's writing it and the people that it's. Perspective. And, yeah, exactly. I agree. But. In terms of Gabby, I think they needed a character like Gabby, someone that the viewers, the viewers dislike so much. All right, he's and, like Aaron. Yeah, and to act like the way she did, wanting revenge, getting on that ship by herself, like like I don't care if you're coming with me, don't come with me for all I care. I'm going up there, let everybody know, deuces, like just know I'm I'm up here, okay. Getting on this ship. Killing Sasha. The way Gabby is now is exactly how Aaron was mm-hmm. back then in season one. So if anyone hates Gabby this season, but likes Aaron overall, they're essentially the same person. And I, I think I think that's what the story is trying to tell us, like to put that in a perspective. I agree, but also disagree. They do have similar personality traits, but they have different life experiences. Like, for instance, when Aaron was young, he wasn't born and raised to kill Marlins. He was more raised in, I mean, from what I remember, it was like, where did these Titans came from? Like, everyone, everyone was focusing on the Titans. They didn't know what it was. It was these creatures Whereas for Gabby, it was people, you know, it was kill people, not the beast. And for Aaron, I mean, it just goes to show, I personally think I made this theory. Aaron, Aaron's goal is to destroy everyone who is working for this, these beasts. And he's going to die off like that. So I agree in the way that. Gabby and Aaron have very, very impulsive behavior. They're very similar in some way. They're very stubborn. But in life situations, no. Well, I mean, definitely you can't fully be that identical. Well, but, I, I but agree more like with Aaron. Think about it like this. Like, Aaron's mom got crushed, okay? Before, before Eaton, uh, she was crushed. And with Gabby... Uh, Sophia was crushed. No, I get it. So like, I, I, like you know what I'm saying, like I'm just pointing out. But the thing, like the that. difference is, Gabby wants to kill Elvians. The people with Aaron when he was young, he wanted to be part of the team to kill the beast, not people. He never said, "I want to kill Marlins." He was he was mostly emphasizing those big things, you know. No one knew where it came from. But once when he uh, Aaron knew about Reiner and Bertrand, like he wanted to kill them, and I I would think, of course, they he knows that Reiner and Bertrand are not from the same place that Aaron is. Right. So essentially, in his mind, he's already thinking, okay, I'm gonna kill you two, and I'm going to wherever you guys live and kill, kill everyone there too. No, not everyone. He was only trying to emphasize. Look at like. He was only focusing on those people who are affiliated with the Titans. But of course, because 
you are surprising people obviously will kill unconsciously other people collateral damage exactly so i do think it's completely different because for she's for gabby she's like cold-blooded like she doesn't care like falco was trying to find some like sympathy over Aaron, like in a way they're human too you know they feel but gabby's response was like i don't care like based on history they said this like she doesn't care like she she kills she would even kill she would support support reiner killing people innocent people she doesn't care whereas with with Aaron, it was those those beasts and even until now he's focusing on those beasts but of course like you said there's still collateral damage so yes they are similar in some traits but i still think in general, I was not never really of a fan of Aaron. I'm more of a Mikasa and Levi. But I understand more Aaron over Gabby. So Team Aaron for me. Do you think that both Gabby and Falco would kind of switch sides? Like sort of be on Aaron's side? Maybe, mm, maybe she's too maybe, stubborn for me. Maybe Zeke will, uh, in a way... No. Mm-mm. persuade her or give her some pointers like no. you know, this is what actually happened look even if uh, if you compare her with Aaron and I agreed she's pretty stubborn so I don't think she'll change I do not think she'll change whereas for Falco I think he'll grow to understand a bit more because he did hear he did hear Aaron and he did see how Reiner reacted it's not like Reiner declined everything Aaron was saying he saw both sides in a way. Well, now I'm just curious to see what happens next. I mm-hmm. think next week's episode it looked like a it looked like a flashback. Yeah, it did. It looks like a flashback. We need one actually. This is a time where we do need like character well, development. We need, some, or, we need some answers. Yeah, we need character development. I don't care if it's a filler. I need one. You know, I just need to know what happened in the past. I wonder what. Well, I would hope so that there's going to be another fight. I mean, it looks like it, right? I For mean, the next one? No, not the next episode, but this season. Oh, yeah, there maybe, will another... maybe, maybe like the second to last episode or, or like somewhere around there, There was there's going to be another fight. I think Reiner's going to die. Well, of, of course he will eventually because he's a titan, but I think he is going to be killed or die. I think he... I think he will transfer over his powers, and that's, that's where he'll die. Oh, okay, I see. I don't think he'll die in battle. It'll be transferring over his powers to somebody else. Really? Because maybe people are looking at him. Like, let's say when he transformed into, uh, the armor titan. Like, where were you? Why weren't you fighting? Uh, how is it that you're, that experience one punch and you're you're down already? You're, you're not worthy of this uh, armor titan anymore, and there's somebody else that's no my my theory is aaron will be able to either if not get the titan powers from all them at least get like kill them or eat them basically and i think his goal is basically this is just my theory i think his goal is basically to get rid of this thing that was created to collect them all. Mm-hmm. So he's going like Pokemon. Basically. Gotta catch And I think all. maybe, I don't know, maybe it's going to be like some Sasuke Naruto thing between Reiner and Eren. I don't and, think so. You don't think so? No. Maybe they're going to fight and then Reiner is just going to be like, you know what? 
uh, I understand it's where you're coming from. They're gonna fight and talk. Well, I don't know. And they're and Briner's gonna understand. And it's like you know what? Here you go. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But that's it for Attack on Titan. And oh, just wondering what's gonna happen next. I agree. But moving over the Promised Neverland. All right, Promised Neverland season two episode four. This this show is such a roller coaster. <laughs> Okay, this is random. Can we do mukbang? I'm just kidding. Mukbang? What do you mean? Future. What? In the future. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, in the sh- in in this podcast. Mm-mm. For the next. Well, you, so no, not not the next. So, sorry. So, like in the future. So in the future, you're saying that we should eat while we are. I mean, I was inspired by like Trish and uh, Trisha and Ethan, but like have us recorded. But okay, okay, fine. Not a mukbang like okay. where we overeat. Okay, but what will we? What will we eat? Oreos. Oreos. Oreos is not a good mukbang food. Okay, fine. But at least people get mukbang to see. food would have to be actually no no a, I have a fam like a corn dog no a corn dog no bro a pizza look, 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 a deep look. dish pizza yeah but we're different we're crab vegan, or gluten-free. shrimp what, okay we were. Nobody mukbangs a steak. In the right. future, maybe to have like this whole YouTube like recording live, you know, and then the okay. Oreo. So we've been having, we've been having some discussions on. Yes. Having this podcast also recorded through video, but we we haven't really gone that much in the talks yet. But the first episode that, could be Oreo. Oh, eating Oreo. Why don't we just create a mukbang channel then? If that's no, the because we have to talk about. Yeah, that's mukbang. Talk and eat. I mean, no. I mean, you could make part of the the podcast be about it. You know, and then the rest just do a regular talk like we do. You know, but except like sometimes it's more entertaining to see people's facial reactions. You know. We'll talk more about it. We'll, true, true. We'll Pri- talk more privately, about it. But doesn't look right. What? He might be against it, guys. Well, try to convince him. Inbox him. Direct message. I'm just kidding. But moving forward, yeah, we'll talk more about the the video. Um, I mean, I'm. It's something that has crossed my mind. I mean, we're already what 54 episodes deep, so it has crossed my mind. We have but to try something. Yeah, new. yeah. Well, well. We'll talk more about it. But yeah, uh, Promise Neverland Season 2, Episode 4. Okay. We last left off at Emma picking up the phone and it was William Minerva. Minerva. Well, it doesn't matter if I know his last name or not because it turns out it was a pre-recorded message. And he also stated that his real name is actually James Rattree. Ratri? Yeah, R-A-T-R-I. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. But uh, Jane, well, it seems we're calling him James now. But uh, yeah, he's saying that he's... They still call her, him Minerva. So just call him Minerva. Not true. But uh, yeah, he's against the whole farming system. He hoped that one day that some of the children would escape from the farm. He created this whole underground base. That, or if not, stay there. Right. He created this whole underground base that Emma, Ray, and... The rest of the children are staying in. All right, he created that with hopes that it would be occupied soon by some of the children from the farm. Someone somehow someone would escape. He left clues everywhere, and this pre-recorded message. So if they're listening to this, like, okay, wow, I'm I'm happy that you guys uh, made it out. But 
in the end of the pre-recorded message, he gives a location on the map as to where to go to get to the human world. So he's giving them more clues to Emma, Ray, and the rest of the kids. But back in the demon world, they were arranging this operation to bring back the children. So they somehow find out their hideout. So I think that they're just like looking around because there was this like scene, like a pretty long scene about like this weird fish. Oh, who's going to eat it first? Uh, they were outside catching it. So I'm assuming somehow somewhere someone outside was watching everywhere. But even if there were people that found out where their hideout was, I mean, all these kids, they were prepared for all of this. They are trained. But something that threw me off is that the people that jumped into their hideout like looking for Emma and Ray and the rest of the children, they were humans. They're not demons. They were, they, were, they were human mm -hmm. soldiers. So these are the human soldiers, I think, that are um, in the event that children were escaping the farm, these soldiers also, in a way, work for the demon world. I'm still confused on how they were found, or I can't remember. Is it through the radio, you think, or they've been spied on? I or? think it's just probably spied on or maybe somebody's rat. I don't know. Mm. But, um... Well, it doesn't look like it. I know you're going to talk about it more a bit because they made this deal with the mom, you know? Right. Uh, well, yeah, we've got our first look at how Isabella, uh, the mom, is doing right now. She's talking to the grandmother who looks like she's keeping her in some prison cell at the demon headquarters. So now we know where she's at. She's not back at the house anymore. But uh, even the mom right there is saying, okay, you're not about to catch these children because they're difficult to catch, right? These are my children, by the way. So she did this Flexing. subtle, she did this subtle flex right there. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, these are your kids, but but since the children, the children's hideout did get ambushed, I mean, they basically can't live there anymore. They're all having these great hopes and dreams about, oh yeah, we're gonna live here long term. We're gonna bring all of the other kids that are at the homes and we're gonna uh, move them all here and we're gonna collect everyone and then we're gonna all go to the human world. They're all coming up with these plans. Well, that's obviously thrown out the window. You can't be at this underground base anymore and that they have to find a new home, mm -hmm. which is, uh, I mean, for us as uh, viewers, it's very short-lived because we only saw this underground base for just like one episode and they that just and they got to go. And here's another thing that I just started thinking about. Do you remember last episode they had the words help written all over the wall? Yes. I'm thinking that this hideout the demon world already knew about this hideout, meaning like there are probably kids that left before and also went to this hideout. So they probably got caught. Exactly. But why would Minerva say I made this hideout for no, you? No, this is a pre-recorded message. So whenever anybody opens that door, their phone will still ring. Mm. So it's a even even like let's say the hideout's gone, and let's say another group of kids enter that hideout. Mm. Same thing will happen. So I think oh, it, it got triggered. It got triggered by that phone call. I think, I think, uh, I don't know. It's some type of signal. So do you I think Minerva setting or 
maybe I don't think he's a bad guy though. Or maybe the cave has been found out like a while That's back. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, yeah, possibly, because yeah, why would it say help? You know. Yeah, like why would it say help unless, mm. let's say they're, yeah, they're getting ambushed. I mean, unless there's any like some other reason, but. The turning point in the episode is that Isabella, the mom, is being offered freedom. If she and something else, they whispered, and we don't know. Yeah, and something else, like we we have no idea what it is. Oh, I think uh, she wants to have a kid. It has to be that, or keep one of them. I don't know about keep one. Not she. she not that she, she wants. To. I think she wants to be a kid. I mean, I want to be a kid. I think she wants a kid or to keep one. or. I think it's to keep one. It's not to have one. It's to keep one. Why would she? She already had one. I think it's to keep one. I don't know why she would keep one though. And then she's probably going to sabotage her son. Her or manipulate his son. Like she's like. What, what makes you think it's a son? Because that's son. her son. They're probably. Oh, so talking about Ray. Yeah. Okay. They're probably. She's going to find them and say like. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, the thing could be you, you and could keep Ray, one son. you and Ray could go to the human world. Mm-hmm. That could probably or be keep a son or whatever. And she's going to pick somebody or she's going to pick obviously Ray. like, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, the mom is being offered freedom and some other hint, hint stuff that we don't currently know yet. But, uh, the deal is that she has to be able to retrieve all of her children back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bring all the children back and. That's the deal. Freedom and some other secret deal. And her mood changes from being very sad and depressed at the prison cell from being locked up and to hopeful and seeing freedom. Determined. So, yeah, determined uh, and hungry. Uh, Mm. But she obviously agrees to bring back all the children who escaped. And, I mean, honestly, she's the perfect person for the job. I mean, if anyone knows these children better, any of these children better, it would be her. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, so far this season has been very interesting interesting and very unpredictable. Every episode, I'm like, man, what's going to go on? And every episode, I thought we are all good. And towards the end, nope. You thought we were, you thought we were all good. Something scary happens and, you know, it's a SpongeBob meme again. Like, SpongeBob meme, I am a head out. That's, that's exactly what it is. Because, I mean, we really don't know. I mean, every episode always is... Is something new going on, and I mean that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, it, it's what makes it interesting. It reminds me why like the show is successful. so successful and so good at what it is, like what what's it doing? Because I mean, it's very suspenseful because these kids out here they're uh, fighting for their freedom, right? And also, we still don't have an idea if Norman is alive or not. And and we all know this mom character is already scary. I mean, she's been scary since season one. And now, I mean, season one, she's she didn't really have a a goal mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like 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 a goal she has now, mm-hmm. the goal of freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, but honestly, I don't even think even if she brings all the children back, they probably won't even free her. I don't think so. Maybe they might try. Because look at they 
they gave this deal to Sister Crone. Oh, I, uh, I actually recommended you to another to another home, another house. You, you'll be the mom there. And then there's a lot of backstabbing going on in this in That's this show, true. in this show, there is a lot of backstabbing going on. Or maybe the mom already knows that. So she's, so she's she playing already, along. Oh, I see. That mm-hmm. also could be true. She's she's pretty smart too. Yeah. Well, if she's that smart, the kids wouldn't have gone away. Well, they she raised them. You know, That's they true. outsmarted her. That's true. Mm-hmm. The goal to raise kids is for them to be better than you. To be better than you. But be humble. But yeah, I mean, next episode... I mean, I have no idea what's what these kids are going to do next episode. Because they got nowhere to go anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just... They left and they got a nice, a nice place. Then they got to go again. They have nowhere to go, but one thing they know... Is not to be near those demons again. Definitely. But. Yeah. I mean. Just excited to see what happens. And. Yeah. That looks about the. Yeah. That's all the time we have for today. I'm like trying to think about more Promise Neverland stuff. I'm like man. wonder. I'm trying to think of other theories. But I'm like. Oh man. We're running out of time. But. I think we said most of the theories. What we wanted to say. Hmm. On a side note, uh, before we ended off, we there was so much snow that oh, happened this yeah. past weekend. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of snow. I mean, even I don't know if your TikToks are uh, your uh, for you page is showing like mine. I've seen a lot of snow. people with snow, like uh, like their car being snowed in, people j- uh, jumping and diving in the snow. Some of them, but I it hasn't been. Mine is more anime. Well, a lot of snow. We actually did have a little snowball fight, so that was pretty fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. No, it was like actually, no, we so didn't have geeky. a snowball fight. We we it was started off. We like started that. off as a snowball fight, but later on, we just like we uh, uh, took our whole shovel. We shoveled a bunch of snow and we just flung it at each other. Yeah. So that was that was pretty. Intense. No, you were trying to get your shovel, and then I held it in between my legs, and then I used mine to hit you. That was just really fun. But, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's We've Been Waifu Wednesdays. My name is Tongi. Catch me on social medias at Tongi Sama, Misha at Misha the Waifu. We've Been Waifu, we're out here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast, we are there. We've Been Waifu, we will be back next Wednesday. See y'all. Bye, guys.